Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I got a story to tell you about my mom in Mazatlan, but I'll do that in a while. El Chapo's son was arrested there, and things have gone wild in Mazatlan this morning by the sounds of it. I'll get to that in a minute. First, though, uh, speaking of Mazatlan and Mexico and travel, uh, I think all of the stranded Canadians have finally made it home, right? I think. I'm not hearing any more stories about people still being trapped in Mexico or Cuba or wherever else. Uh, some of them were delayed well over a week, though. Their baggage, that's another story. A lot of them, I think, still haven't received their bags. Um Lots of reports of lost or delayed baggage, so all the problems haven't been solved. Biggest issue now, though, now that everyone's made it home, is is compensation. There is a system in place in this country for that, but to be frank, it sucks. It does not seem to work. The rules are there. They are, but it's not that simple. Federal politicians say they're going to hold Sunwing and Via Rail to account for what happened over the holidays, but um, we don't know exactly what that means. And given a look at the history of enforcing and holding them to account, don't have a lot of hope that it's actually going to happen. Um, a lot of the progress that has been made, at least getting this so-called passenger bill of rights down on paper and part of the Canadian society uh, has fallen to different groups like uh, the one we're going to talk to right now, Air Passenger Rights, which is a non-profit group of volunteers that live in this world and work to try and make things better for all of us who fly. The president of that is Gabor Lukash. Uh, Gabor, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning. Listen, let's start here with, with the mess that we saw over the Christmas season. Um, really, really bad. That's why we're talking about this now. But let's not try and pretend that this is the first time this has happened. We saw this in the summer. We've seen this countless times, right, where things just went right off the rails. That's correct, and that's why the problem is. Uh, the rules that have been enacted, actually, they are more of a smokescreen for the government to be able to claim they did something. But in reality, they are so complicated, so complex, yeah. so many loopholes, so uh, evidence-intensive to verify claims that uh, they are not consumer-friendly, to say the very least. And those were also findings of small claims court adjudicator here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, who looked at it and said, oh my God, for a $400 claim, I need to look at 1,000 pages of documents. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it, it's so impossible. Let's first of all, let's go through what our rights are through the work of you and your group and others like you in terms of getting this Bill of Rights put into place and a list of rules and regulations that the airlines must follow. What does it spell out? What does it say we're entitled to as air passengers? I would like to be clear. I wish to dissociate myself from the government's <laughs> current regime because because it's it, it's not it, they have done things against our recommendation, recommended that Canada adopt the European Union's gold standard, Yep. Uh, where it's just simple and straightforward, and, and passengers have a chance of, meaningful chance to uh, know quickly whether they are owed something. Uh, the government disregarded all our recommendations and just have done something which is good only for the airlines. So under the current system, which again, it's not passenger friendly, was not put in place by us, or we don't support it in its current form, um, the compensation when a flight is delayed or cancelled depends on the vague notion of whether something is or outside a carrier's control, whether it was or wasn't needed for safety reasons. And uh, there's a whole 
list of uh, further classification, whether it's a small carrier or last carrier. Mm-hmm. So, total of six, we already have six different scenarios that, that, that that's where the problem lies. When a flight delay or cancellation is deemed to be within the carrier's control and not due to safety reasons, then you are owed lump sum compensation up to $1,000 in the case of a large carrier like Air Canada, Wedget, or Swoop, and $500 in the case of small carrier like Sunwing or Flare would be. And that's spelled out. So we know that's in place. We know there are hundreds, thousands of people that went through that exact situation uh, last week, two weeks ago. Um, but but it's not as simple as just, oh, this is what the rules say and it happens. It rarely happens that the rules are actually followed, right? Like hardly ever. You go back to judgments, they're, they're few and far between. That, that's right. And, and there, there are two reasons. First, what we see with the passengers for the past few weeks is that Sunwing has the audacity to claim that um, those cancellations were actually due to weather or some other reasons outside their control. And if that what they were saying were true, then under the uh, flawed regime in Canada, passengers would not be owed compensation. To verify whether, whether they are actually telling the truth would take a very long process, lots of evidence. Passengers in the current situation are left with one practical option, which is taking airlines to small claims court. The federal regulator, whose job it would be to enforce passenger rights, uh, has a backlog of 31,000 complaints, as latest number that we have. They have known the past to be cozy with the airlines, and they are part of the problem. They are not enforcing the law. What you need to know is that when an airline breaks a regulation, breaks a provision of the APPR, the government... Canadian Transportation Agency could fine them up to $25,000 right. per passenger per incident per violation. But it's not happening. So violations are not really being dealt with. And from a financial perspective, it is cheaper for the airline right. to disobey the law and occasionally pay one incident blue moon to pay a nominal fine, a couple hundred dollars, maybe a few thousand dollars at best. And at the same time, just in all other cases, just continue to disobey the law. Instead, the more it is now more profitable for airlines to disobey the law than to comply with the law. And and that that's the major flaw in this. If you're running any business and you're taking a look at what's going to cost me more, you're going to take the cheaper option. If that means the passenger gets screwed, who cares? They don't care. They're running a business, right? That's exactly. You just just put it right how it is. That's exactly the problem. Now you say thirty-one thousand cases uh, waiting to be heard that have been brought forward by passengers. How many times have they actually issued an judgment? Do you have any idea? I mean, nowhere near that, right? The Canadian Transportation Agency uh, website publishes only a few cases. Also, they have this informal facilitation process that they do first before formal adjudication, and they drive away passengers quite often with valid claims. I've seen cases where passengers went there, they were told by this preliminary facilitation process, oh, we think the airline did everything right. Then when a passenger took the airline to small claims court, the airline paid up. So uh, it is not passenger-friendly, and the Canadian Transportation Agency is also cooking the books when it comes to reporting and statistics. They claim falsely that uh, 97% uh, of the cases get resolved by facilitation before it goes to adjudication. But when actually parliamentarians were asking questions, it turned out that they don't keep track of how exactly those cases are allegedly resolved, whether it's a passenger giving up or going away or actually reaching a satisfactory settlement. Here's another way of creating a, a dog and pony show, pretending that we have a consumer protection regime in place, while in reality, it's really 
a dysfunctional system that just helps to perpetuate the current situation. So, so what's the fix? Who who needs to actually take this seriously? I mean, the airlines are, as you say, they're 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 exploiting it to their benefit. Passengers are losing out. Who? Where, where's the fix on this, Cavour? The fix has to come from Parliament first and foremost. Parliament uh, uh, should amend the flawed uh, provisions in the Canada Transportation Act. Just last month, we submitted a 29-page report on how and why that should be done. Uh, Following that, the air passenger protection regulations should be amended to reflect the the proper regime. Essentially, we should harmonize the European Union's gold standard, which has been tried, tested, known to work for the past 16 years. Uh, And we need proper enforcement. It, it, we can have the best possible rules if without proper enforcement, they're going to remain dead letter. So frustrating. So frustrating. Gabor, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.